Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. It's a hotbed of revolutionary activity. Revolution? Revolution? That's great. I'm completely on top of that. We speak of revolution. Revolution? This revolution is going to make us a fortune. Watch the buzz. Now, what are we all talking about, huh? <laughs> Say it. We speak of revolution. Revolution? Sons of liberty. Patriots speaking of revolution and freedom. Let's do this. Ready? One. He's never afraid to take on the establishment. Nice Two. The hotbed of revolutionary activity. He means business. This is not the weirdest feeling in the world right now. Oh, what's happening? Too big, too loud. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make some noise for your favorite show. Now, here's your host for Night Whispers, Reverend Victor Robert Farrell. Night Whispers, number 342. December 07, a chocolate pearl from a fiery harbour, and your dream word is consider. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9-11 says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, will inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. On December 7th in 1942 at 0740am precisely, Matsui Fukida, one of Japan's most skillful flyers, opened the canopy of his Nakajima B5N2 Type 97 Model 3 torpedo bomber and fired a green flare to signal the attack on Pearl Harbor. It was this same Matsui Fukida who just nine minutes later ordered the code words Tora, Tora, Tora to be sent back to the Akagi, the flagship of the first Japanese air fleet. Complete surprise had been gained in the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Fukida was first over the bombing zone at Pearl and after personally sinking the battleship Maryland was also the last to leave it. Now, although Pearl Harbor was a cowardly attack, Fukida himself was no coward. Leading many attacks during the war, he crashed six times at sea. It was only an emergency appendectomy before the Battle of Midway that kept him grounded but not out of the fray. For whilst trying to fight fires in an American bombing attack, he broke both his legs there in a bomb blast. Consequently, he was thus kept out of the Battle of Guadalcanal as well, where he would have undoubtedly have died. At the end of the war, Fukida was the sole surviving officer of the seven commanders and the 32 squadron leaders whom he led in the Pearl Harbor raid. After Pearl Harbor, Fukida became the Japanese national hero and had a personal meeting with the emperor himself. Like most of his compatriots, drunk on victory sickness, it was the hangover after the defeat of Japan which led him to later question his whole existence and his personal role in the war. Fukida came to the conclusion that it was proud nationalism and cultural hatred of others that had led in all nations, and in his nation in particular, to a terminal lack of brotherly love for one another. For sure, nationalism without respect and love for other nations is a terrible thing indeed. Fukida, in his post-war book, No More Pearl Harbor, showed clearly that Fukida's new driving life force was that of peace and brotherly love, which was the only direction he thought for his post-war Japan. 
and that peace should be chosen by them, no matter what directions the other nations pursued. How, though, he wondered, how could such brotherly love be achieved? Fukida retired from the Japanese Navy, and now a post-war farmer, was nevertheless required to give an account of his war activities to a war crimes tribunal. It was while in process of attending such an interrogation in Tokyo that he alighted from a train onto a platform where he saw an American missionary handing out some information. There on Shibuya Railroad Station was a very public pocket testimony league meeting going on and it was right there that Fukida was given a pamphlet called I Was a Prisoner of Japan. This pamphlet was written by Sergeant Jacob de Chaser, bombardier of the Bat Out of Hell, who was shot down over Japan whilst participating in the reprisal Pearl Harbor Doolittle raid carried out upon Tokyo. Fukida devoured the contents of the pamphlet, and having read that it was the Bible that had transformed Jacob de Chaser, he got his own copy and read it with a ravishing deliberation. Here he found out how, and more particular who, was the only person that could transform a heart of hatred into brotherly love. Jesus Christ the Lord. This is it, cried Fukida. I was strongly convinced. I concluded that the true realisation of my book, No More Pearl Harbour, was no other than to expect Christ's second coming and to endeavour to prepare from all over the world to welcome Christ's return. As a first approach towards this, I was convinced that I should first of all become a good Christian. Thus, I contacted the Pocket Testament League representatives who showed me from the Bible how to become a Christian. I then opened my heart and accepted Jesus Christ as my personal saviour on April 14, 1950. Fukida went on to work as a Christian missionary for the Pocket Testament League, as well as joining his friends and Christian brothers as a member of the Worldwide Christian Missionary Army of Sky Pilots. I kid you not. Now tell me tonight, dear friends. Just how amazing is it that a little girl's Cadbury's chocolate fancy could tickle all the blood-bathed sandy shores of both the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans? Oh my God, what amazing changes can the shared word of God bring to people's most damaged and hateful hearts. So I ask you once more again tonight then, what's in your pocket? Listen, we know that we are passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brothers abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. 1 John 3 verse 14 and 15. Pray with me please. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there's not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You've hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's high. I can't attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day, 
The darkness and the light are both alike to you, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you, when I was made in secret and skilfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. Psalm 131, verse 1 till 18. Thank you for listening to Night Whispers, your daily inspiration from Pastor Victor Robert Farrell and the 66 Books Ministry. Please remember that these nightly inspirations are made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. So please make your donation today at www.give66.com. Thank you.